This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. When our water heater broke down last month, it was a nightmare. It took five hours for the plumber to show up, and he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out. Then it cost another $1,800 to put in the new water heater. By the time it was all said and done, I felt like I'd been taken. But what else could I do? The smartest thing you can do is get a home warranty from American Residential Warranty. Their home warranties pay to repair or replace all your major appliances when they break. And they will break. And at the worst possible time, call American Residential Warranty right now for free information on home warranties starting at just pennies a day. Don't wait for your refrigerator to stop running or your ceiling fans to stop turning. Call American Residential Warranty right now. Ask how you can save up to 50% on washing and dryer coverage. Just call 1-800-686-3910. That's 1-800-686-3910. Again, 1-800-686-3910. Call now. The experiment was a success. Begin Life Force Reboot Program now. Stand clear. Life signs stable. It's alive. Set it loose. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Oh my. Hello. One month. Wow. We got armed standoffs, drug busts, presidential election still going on. Christmas, New Year's, amazing what can happen in a month, isn't it? And of course, you know, I've been living this shoulder surgery. It's just been my life for the last month. I hope everyone had a great month of December in the first part of January. Seriously, it is good to be back. I am I am happy to see you. I'm looking through that wormhole right now, just at you. And don't worry about what you're wearing. You look great. But the sling that I'm in is agonizing. And it's two more weeks. Two more weeks of wearing this sling. Now, I'm already at the point where I get to take my arm out, you know, a few t- couple times a day. But agonizing. And it's really, I've had enough. I've had enough. But we'll start from the beginning, shall we? I've got like eight little holes in my shoulder. Um, I have uh, some sort of 3D printed pig bone, pig bone or plastic petrotechnology spike in my shoulder now that's supposed to help in healing and make it feel better and longer and last longer. Okay. Thank you. And I, you know, it was bad. There was, they showed me it's got, it was a big flapping muscle and rotator cuff and arthritis and they did a lot of work and, uh, I, I can, while it's really sore, uh, I can tell that, you know, the work is going to be worth it. Can't wait. You know, that first, the first couple days were really, really agonizing, um, you know, I got. To, I was told by another person that I work with who had the surgery or who had a similar shoulder surgery. Uh, you know how bad it was and how horrible it was. And the first couple of days were, um, for sure. Uh, 
I mean, it's really bad, and you realize uh, how really sore it is. And they, they, you're in this sling, first of all. And, and, and you know, I wake up uh, I'm from the operation, and I've got the, you know, I've got the mask on, and I'm trying to rip it off, and I'm t- just, I just want to get out. And uh, so then they send you home, and you've got, you've got the sling, right? And you've just had surgery, so it's all bundled up, and there's still. A couple of unopened, you know, the a couple of the holes they leave, and those will ooze for a little while until they heal. Oh, okay, good. And uh, they put a, a nerve block painkiller needle in your neck and give you a a box, a sling box to carry over your other shoulder. That is, you know, put on a timer that shoots more, you know painkiller juice into your shoulder for the first couple of days. There is a way to up the dosage, you know, to up the amount that's going into your shoulder. Not that I figured that out. And, but it, you know, makes it go away faster, obviously, because there's only so much juice in the box. So, you know, you only want to use it as necessary. And uh, I remember getting home and sitting there, and I felt so claustrophobic. I've got this thing hanging over my shoulder, this box, and it's my neck, and this thing, this sling wrapped around my neck, and my the sling on my side. It's got this metal brace that keeps your arm out because, you know, they tell you that shoulders are uh, supposed to be stable. Don't move. Shoulders heal better when they're and they just sit and, and heal for the first few weeks. Uh, and especially for the first two weeks, nothing. Which is very, very difficult. Uh, very, very difficult. And uh, it's very, I mean, I got up and I just started walking around the house. Uh, just because I felt so, I've gotta, I wanted to get out of this stuff. So once the nerve block painkiller thing runs out, and it gives you an agonizing beep 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 beep. So you want to shut it off and get out of it, get rid of it. And then you, you know, pull the thing out of your neck. That is a huge relief. So you're like, okay, that's gone, but you're still in the sling. And then, you know, it's Christmas in a couple weeks. We have people coming over, and. So it's good to see people, but it's just, you know, you're doing everything with one hand. And let me rephrase, just think about this for just a second. Take a sip of your coffee. There you go. Hit the SIG. Okay. You're doing everything with one hand. Now, for me, my dominant arm is my right arm. That's the arm that's in the sling. So I'm doing everything with my left hand. There's a reason why pajamas, sweatpants, slip-on shoes are a good thing in life. That's all I'm saying. Okay? Then I have, you know, we have the family over. It's Christmas. It's, uh, you know, I have my oldest son there with his wife, and they're all happy because they're going to have a baby. And, you know, they're happy. They're apprehensive. They're having fun. Um, you know, my first, let me say that my wife has been an angel. 
complete angel. My kids had been little angels. I mean, they obviously were happy that I was home, uh, you know, for the first couple of days. And then it was like, dear God, is dad ever going to go back to work and leave us out of, get out of this house? But for now, they were happy. And, uh, you know, they all had their fun with their little dances. My daughter, uh, one day decided that she was going to start dancing around the house, holding her arm up like it was in a sling, singing, do the daddy. Um, ha 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 ha. And so that became the, uh, you know, the hit song and dance over the holidays. <laughs> I don't know if there's video of any of that. Uh, and then, you know, you're, you're, you're stuck, right? I mean, you, you can sit up in a bed, but you can't really lay down. And if you lay down the first time you lay down on your side, the other side that wasn't operated on, it is like heaven, heaven. Cause you've been sitting in the, you know, your tilt back set up chair for two, two and a half weeks. And you decide I'm going to try to just lay down. Well, don't forget you have this metal brace up against your side, keeping your arm in place and the sling in place. So when you lay down, this metal brace digs into your side. So for a brief period of time, it is overwhelmingly good laying down. So you take the pain of this metal brace, even though, I mean, it's padded, but it's still this, you still have a, you know, piece of metal or hard plastic in there. And it's just digging into your side. So at some point after, you know, a a while, the thing digging into your side is worse than how good it is laying down. So you got to get back up. So you're in this chair and it's just, you know, you're laying there and, and I, you know, what are you going to do? I don't know what you're going to do. What I do is I binged on a lot of TV shows. Okay. I found several that are worth binging on. And, uh, you know, I I even went back and binged through Walking Dead again this first half of this last season just to, you know, just because. <laughs> just because, okay? was happy because my eldest son hadn't seen... Uh, he's without cable, by the way. He's one of the... one of the millennials that don't believe in cable television. So he was happy that I had the that I had the series backed up, and we we so I got to binge that with them, and uh, we'll get into a little bit more of my cable experience as the broadcast continues. So now I can take it out of the sling a couple times a day. I'm uh, I can shower. Oh my gosh, the first shower after two weeks was tremendous. Okay. I just might want to go on record as saying tremendous. And uh, I can uh, you know, I can take it out of the sling a couple times a day. I have, my, I have minor exercises I'm supposed to do with their little stretching band that you, you know, hook onto the door, which I'm sure they charged me $8,000 for this giant rubber band. Um or I'm sorry, they charged the insurance company $8,000. My fee was a little cheaper. Uh, and I can, you know, you're supposed to, you pull it across your body, you know, sets of three, and then you pull it the other way away from your body. 
But when you stand with your arms, put your arms in front of you like you're holding um, uh, ski poles, okay? And then you push your hand forward, okay? Oh, my gosh, does that hurt. Wow. That's a motion that hurts a lot. Then they want you to stand and face the wall, and you put your hand up, just take your arm, and you put it up like you're you know, giving someone a, a low five. Uh, it's up above even with your head, right? Your hand is up above your head. And you take your fingers and you crawl up a wall. You want to walk your hand up this wall. Ow is an operative word. Ow. Now they tell you, you know, why well, you should do that in the shower because it's the hot water that makes it feel. No. No, see, the idea of taking a shower is to be feel good. I don't want to do things in the shower that cause pain. The shower is for goodness, cleanliness, happiness, not pain. Okay? Back to work. First week back. Uh, strange. Strange for sure. The weird thing is, well, weird. Uh, the thing that really, really stinks is um, I can't drive. They don't want you to drive. And so I have my wife and one of my coworkers driving me, you know, to and from work and wherever we go and whatever we do. Again, she's been, you know, an angel. Now, I guess I could, you know, if I had your money, I'd Uber it back and forth every day. But you know, I don't have your money yet. So... You know, my wife drives me back and forth, and one of my coworkers, uh, also, uh, Keith, has been tremendous, and I appreciate it more than they know. But it really stinks not to be able to have that independence to drive. And I, you know, you understand how the people who are a uh, hundred years old—well, I'm sorry—you understand the people that are like me that are a hundred years old, but can't drive, have had that have had that taken away from them, how bad that sucks. Because it is a freeing thing. You may just drive back and forth to work every day, and you don't think about it as being able to, uh, a freeing experience, but it is. Because you're able to go without worry of other humans. Um, I should, I, I thought about just driving. Just driving. But, a few times, and I've, I really haven't uh, told my wife this, so hopefully she's not listening. Uh, a couple of times when I have it off, the sling off at the house, uh, you know, you do things, you eat. I mean, I've, we'll talk a little bit about that. I have lost some weight, uh, apparently one-handed eating, and, uh, you know, makes you lose weight. Uh, but the one thing that happened that made me think I'm not going to drive, I'm not going to attempt it was uh, you're getting something out of the freezer. Let's just, for the sake of argument, let's say ice cream. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, okay, just, just for the sake of argument, let's say you're going to the freezer to get some ice cream and dish yourself up a one-handed bowl of ice cream, just for the sake of argument. And when you go to put the half gallon of ice cream back into the freezer, it slips out of your left hand and starts to drop down. Now... Your reflex reaction is to grab it with your other hand, right? Well, post-shoulder surgery, your arm does not want to hang down. 
it hurts a lot. In fact, hanging it down is a big deal. Dangling it down on your side is a big deal. In the shower, bending over, hanging down is a big deal. It feels good, but not for long. In fact, when they first took it off at the doctor's office and she talked about you can take it out and take a shower and all that stuff, and I was like, oh, I can dangle it too. And she had this look on her face like, uh, and I put my arm down pretty fast, too fast before the nurse said, you don't want to do that. And I got about three quarters of the way down and it really hurts a lot. And you bring it back up and then it still hurts for quite a while after that. So you don't want to dangle it down. So about halfway through that reflex reaction of going to grab that ice cream, I realized you need to stop that movement now before it gets any worse (laughs) because it was already hurting. You just need to go ahead and let the ice cream fall. Uh, So that made me think, you know, driving probably isn't a good idea because something will happen. Like, you know, you just, you think of driving back and forth to work and nothing happens and it's a routine thing and, you know, you get over and whatever. But there are little things that happen during every drive that you don't, that are just different every day. You swerve, you stop, you whatever. And uh, I just know that if I'm driving, something is going to happen where I have to slam and slam into the steering wheel or bend far to the right uh, something, something is going to happen that's going to make me very unhappy pain-wise. And I don't want to screw up this shoulder because I don't want to have to go through this again. I do not want to have to go through this again. So, two more weeks, two more weeks of this sling, two more weeks. I know you, you know, you're, I hope you don't have to go through it, but if you do, good luck and God bless And There's a a few things that you have to be concerned about. Um, you'll find yourself, really, I was surprised uh, at uh, how, well, how well you can do things with one hand. It's pretty, you know, it gets not easy, but it's, you know, you learn to do things. Uh, like, the, for instance, I'll give you an example of one of the things that I do every day that you don't think of. You open your laptop and control alt delete. Boom, boom, boom. Right, control alt delete. Boom. Start then starts up. Uh, when your right hand doesn't move forward, you my hand. I have a pretty good size hand, but I can't reach the control alt delete with one hand. So I have a pencil now, unsharpened, that I put in my mouth and I lean forward and it hits the delete button for me. So just an example of things that. You do to ease your life with shoulder surgery. It's good to be back. This is the Blaze Radio Network. If you want to participate, you can go to one 888 on your phone. You push the button to dial and you can join in the fun. If not, just stay where you're at and enjoy the show. The Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network.
When our water heater broke down last month, it was a nightmare. It took five hours for the plumber to show up, and he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out. Then it cost another $1,800 to put in the new water heater. By the time it was all said and done, I felt like I'd been taken. But what else could I do? The smartest thing you can do is get a home warranty from American Residential Warranty. Their home warranties pay to repair or replace all your major appliances when they break. And they will break. And at the worst possible time, call American Residential Warranty right now for free information on home warranties starting at just pennies a day. Don't wait for your refrigerator to stop running or your ceiling fans to stop turning. Call American Residential Warranty right now. Ask how you can save up to 50% on washing and dryer coverage. Just call 1-800-686-3910. That's 1-800-686-3910. Again, 1-800-686-3910. Call now. The Jeff Fisher Show. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. You can uh, thumb up me on Facebook, Jeff Fisher Radio, and you can follow me on Twitter, at JeffyMRA. Remember to follow the new rules of Twitter, though, that you may not promote violence against or directly attack or threaten other people on the basis of race, ethnicity, ethnicity national origin, sexual orientation, gender, gender identity, religious affiliation, age, disability, or disease. So, remember those new rules on Twitter as you tweet me, at JeffyMRA, on the Blaze Radio Network. So much more to get to today. We've got some really cool tech stories and some what-would-you-do stories are you willing to do? The Jeff Fisher Show, the Blaze Radio Network. The Jeff Fisher Show is on. That it is on the Blaze Radio Network. Thank you so much for joining myself and the Blaze Radio Network today. Following this broadcast, Mike Opelka, Pure Opelka, uh, right on into uh, Chris Salcedo at noon, Mike Slater and Joe Pags. Um, those of you, there's been a program change on the Blaze Radio Network. I guess it's okay to talk about since it's happening today. Um, Andrew WK is uh, no longer doing his show on the Blaze Radio Network. He uh, is not going to do that. He's not going to do his uh, his uh, Village Voice. Uh, I know he was doing a, an article for them. I don't know if it was daily or weekly. I'm not sure what his deal was with them. Anyway, he's stopped doing those two things, and he's working on other projects that have come due in his life. So... Um, Today, you are fortunate enough to get a best of Jay Severin uh, in Andrew WK's slot uh, from 10 to noon on the Blaze Radio Network. And then um, changes to that should be coming in the future. And then, of course, you know, every day on the Blaze Radio Network, you need not go anywhere else. You got Doc and Skip in the morning, Glenn Beck, Buck Sexton, Jay Severin, Pat and Stu. Hello. Just keep it right there. No problem. Okay. So. Armed standoffs in the U.S. We've got the big one in Oregon going on right now. Right? Uh, One that everybody knows about. I was actually, 
I've talked about this at length with so many people, and so many people just don't understand it. And it's so it's so convoluted with the Bureau of Land Management. I'll give you that. It's not, you know, it isn't it isn't sex talk, that's for sure. But it is kind of for the farmers. And you know, I I, I understand that they're you know upset about the you know government you know taking up so much land, and then they have to you know get okayed, and you know they think the land is theirs. The government says it's theirs, and it's you know it's a it's a it's a longstanding battle, no no question, and that's what's going on here in Texas, right? I mean, they the main uh, standoff with the BLM is that they keep changing the property lines, and the farmers say, "Look, my property line is the river." Uh, okay, so the river changes. That's fine. Uh, the the river moves three feet to the left. Then so does my property line. And the BLM says, ah, no, uh, that's our land. And so if they do that, then I don't have any water for my property. And that's a real problem for the farmers, and I get it. And they should fight that. That's ridiculous. Um, Because in the long run, they lose and gain property over the years. It's not the point of having the, the property as collateral. It's the point of I need water for my livestock and my fields. But, okay, and my crops, but. But armed standoffs, and I was looking at some of the history of the armed standoffs in the U.S. And 1973, wounded knee, there was a big standoff. Do you remember that? Did you know that? Did you know it actually happened? Of course, many of you don't remember it because it was 1973. But occupation of wounded knee, 71 days. It was seized by members of the American Indian Movement. And... uh, resulted when it happened it resulted in you know three or four hundred people dying there was gunfire in 1973 uh two american indians were killed a u.s marshal and an fbi agent were injured in 1985 the move standoff in philadelphia i mean they dropped bombs okay well there's i'm sorry the police dropped a bomb that started a fire that burned the entire block in Philadelphia and killed uh, 11 people. Amazing. Ruby Ridge, 1992. That's a famous one everybody talks about. Um, there was a gun battle that began that. Uh, a U.S. Marshal died. Uh, and I th- think one of the man's sons died on that um they won that battle though waco 1993 so therefore one two you know 92 93 ruby ridge waco man things did not look good for that and then in 1996 freeman standoff and then of course we remember 2014 with clive and bundy and now we've got you know in oregon with Bundy's kids, but it's a different standoff. And that story is so strange that, uh, you know, they went back to it. But the, I, if you read some of the trial transcript, and oh my gosh, it's such great reading. I mean, if you've got nothing better to do, read the trials transcripts from the, from the Hammond trial. But uh, they talk about uh, the things, and they, the reason that they're not really fighting the going back to prison is that they really were guilty. They, they were guilty of the crime. 
But what they weren't guilty of was the terrorists' stamp on their crimes. And that's what the original judge said. Uh, this is stupid. They're, I don't know that he actually said stupid. That, uh, you know, they, they aren't terrorists. They're guilty of the crime. I'm going to give them time. But the mandatory sentencing is ridiculous. And so now the fight for them is they've come back. Another judge came back and said, um, you know what, it's mandatory and they should have gotten the mandatory time. We're sending them back to prison. That's the problem. Okay, That's not what the Bundys are taking over for in Oregon at the, the birdhouse or whatever the heck it is up in Oregon. It, you know, they're pissed at the BLM and the big takeover of all the land and the BLM overreaching their authority and taking and doing that. That's a different fight. Okay. Um, the Hammond aren't fighting uh, the verdict because they really were guilty of what they were doing. And that was the outcome of the crime, uh, the outcome of the trial. Right? Oh, that's the outcome of the trial. Now, we find out. This weekend, the longest standoff in American history. Longest standoff in American history. 15 years. 15 years. A pretty amazing story. Uh, the man, it's his name, of course, uh, it's here in Texas. No, of course along the Trinity River, uh, John Joe Gray is his name. Joe Gray. Okay. John Joe Gray. John Joe, John Joe. Uh, and what's fascinating about this case, and we'll tell you a little bit about the actual case itself, is that the district attorney just dropped the charges against him uh, last year. Uh, in December, at the end of 2014, he just dropped the charges and threw it in the drawer. It's over. We're done. Um, and didn't tell anybody. And so they, when asked about it, uh, this year, they found out, no, that's over. We, we dropped that. I just, you know, put an end to that. And the district attorney said he, and we'll get to that as part of the story of the district attorney, which has me worried for John Joe Gray. I mean, it could get ugly because the reason that they didn't go out there and get him is because he said he would kill people because, okay. In 1999, Gray, a carpenter, and according to this story on The Blaze, he was linked to various anti-government militia groups. Okay, whatever. Uh, Gee, he didn't like the government. I wonder what militia group he belongs to. I don't know, most of America. Uh, He was charged with assaulting a police officer during a traffic stop, according to uh, uh, the report. The officer took issue with the fact that Gray who is now 66 years old, was carrying a pistol without a concealed carry permit. Gray said he had a God-given right to carry his weapon, okay, and then scuffled with the officer and bit the officer (laughs) during the scuffle. He was jailed, charged with assault of the state trooper, and he was released on bond in 2000. And he was ordered to appear in court. He did not go to court. He said, uh, I'm staying on my land. It's private property. Uh, I am armed, ready to patrol the barbed wire fences surrounding my property. And if they came after us, bring extra body bags. (laughs) 
He said in an interview once, those who live by the sword die by the sword. We've never shot no one yet, but they know if they come on us, they'll be surprised what's going to happen to them. (laughs) Now, okay, his land, 47 acres. So it isn't like he's staying on his eighth of an acre home with a backyard and a swimming pool or no pool and just a backyard and a tree. Okay. Uh, now the sheriff uh, wanted to go get him a, a number of times, but he didn't want to get anybody killed and wanted to shot. So they left him alone and just kind of kept a, uh, an eye on him from a distance. So if he left the property, they would arrest him and take him in. No problem. All right. So, Come to find out, uh, the district attorney finally dismissed the charges and didn't tell anyone. He just dismissed the charges until someone asked about it. Um, The district attorney said, I didn't do that to concede victory to the guy. Uh, I'd been going on for 15 years, and somebody had to just make a decision that it was time to say it's over. Um, He said the district attorney, uh, well, and the sheriff uh, also stated that, hey, adding that going out to get Gray wasn't worth it because he'd been in prison out there himself for 14 years. Yeah, that's probably true. Uh, You know, he's been in prison, and you know how hard it is to be cooped up on 47 acres. Uh, you know, someday you just can't. Now, I find it strange that they didn't let him know that it was over. That could have been a problem, right? So if it was over, he didn't let the sheriff know. Uh, if he left the land, that could have uh, been an issue, right? Because the deputies and or the sheriff himself would have tried to arrest him uh, for the warrant. Uh, to heed the warrant, and then could have been, you know, could have had a, a standoff over, you know, a shootout over something that wasn't good anymore. Uh, so that was kind of strange that they didn't let him know. And, um, well, I mean, we didn't, uh, I don't know if I'm sure on somewhere on the 47 acres he has a phone. Um, I'm almost positive most property in America somewhere has, I don't know, a mailbox that gets things delivered from the post office. So, um, you know, he might, I don't know if he has the internet. Uh, so, I mean, there's, I, I just find it strange that we didn't let anyone know about that, but that's the longest standoff in American history right there. A little bit different, however, but Technically, the longest standoff in American history has ended. John Joe Gray was in prison himself on his 47 acres for 14 years. And with what happened in Oregon, I wouldn't be surprised if a federal judge came along and said, the district attorney can't do that. He needs to go to prison. Then, then the fun will start. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to the Jeff Fisher Show. The Blaze Radio Network.
The Jeff Fisher Show. Welcome to it on the Blaze Radio Network. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. Mike Opelka with Pure Opelka. Coming up immediately following this broadcast, I'm not sure if Mike is uh, offering any special giveaways this broadcast or not. You'll have to turn in and find out. Another another standoff, a quick standoff story, uh, again, out of Texas. Uh, son, they call brain dead, right? Uh, ex-wife and stepson say, let's pull the plug. Dad goes out, gets drunk, comes back to the hospital with a gun, tells everybody, I will shoot anybody that comes in this room and tries to pull the plug of my son. Uh, closes the door. They call the police. They come and get him. His, his stepson gets the gun from him, but he's not letting anybody into the hospital room. It's over. He's saying, no, uh, you're not coming in. They're not pulling the plug on my son. It's not going to happen. During that time, the son who was considered brain dead uh, responds to the dad by squeezing his hand uh, on demand uh, two or three times. So the medical people who are there, along with the SWAT team, uh, come in and arrest the father, but do not pull the plug on the son. Dad goes to jail for 10 months, gets out of jail, son alive, and gets to spend Christmas with dad. Christmas 2015 with dad. So, us armed standoff, yes. 10 months in jail, yes. Worth it to him? Absolutely worth it to him. What would you do? How far would you go? It's a, I, it, it, I think about that almost every day when I read these stories. It's a pretty, it's a pretty big step to have an armed standoff and have a good outcome with it. God bless you. More to come, and we're going to find out exactly what would you do with eight hundred million dollars. I know what I do. Think of that. Guarantee it. This is the Jeff Fisher Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network. The experiment was a success. Begin Life Force Reboot Program now. Stand clear. Life signs stable. It's alive. Set it loose. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to it. How are you? Good. Good. So, the question is, what would you do... With $800 million. That's the Powerball. Drawing tonight, January 9th, 2016. $800 million. It may go up to 900 Everyone assumed that it would be up to a billion, but it hasn't quite 
grown uh, like they, you know, like it doubles uh, faster the smaller. And now that it seems that the numbers are changing a little bit as it gets bigger, so it doesn't grow as fast as it does when it's low. It's it's a strange thing. Um, that I don't want to get into Jeffy math with you, but uh, it's a strange thing. Uh, still, eight hundred million cash payout. Uh, what uh, four hundred? Four hundred million. 375, something like that. That's not bad. That's not bad. And you can't play if you, you can't win if you don't play, right? I mean, that's the, that's the, uh, that's the moniker of the lotto. Odds that you win the 800 million? One in 292 million, 200,000. Now, they changed those odds in October. They lowered the odds of winning from 1 in 175 million to the 1 in 292 million, roughly. 292 million, 200,000. Um, they wanted to up the jackpots, it worked. Uh, odds of being struck by lightning in the U.S., 1 in 700,000. Odds of uh, dying in an assault by a firearm, eh, 1 in 358. We have a pretty good chance of that. Odds of giving birth to identical quadruplets, <laughs> 1 in 3 million. Wow. Odds of being arrested... If you're drinking, if you're driving drunk, one in 200. So, what would you do with $800 million? That's a different tax bracket for sure. And you almost don't want to play, right? Because you just don't want to go into that tax bracket. <laughs> but you can't win if you don't play. And you have to take a shot, right? I mean, you could take the thirty-year annuity of eight hundred million, right? So you get a, you get a check every every year, every month for the next thirty years, or you take the cash payout. According to this story, I I said you know three seventy-five, four hundred million. Um, this story claims that at eight hundred million, your cash payout is just under five hundred million. Amazing, amazing! You got to take the cash payout, right? Have to, because you know. I don't care what they say. You know, in fifteen years, the lottery is going to come back and say, uh, "We don't have your money." Sorry. You are gambling when you want to. We don't have to pay you. Have a nice day. You know that's going to happen. Feel it. Oh, no, Jeff. They put that money into accounts that they can't touch, and it's just strictly your money. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So you want to get what you can get. You can quote me on that. You want to get what you can get. And 400 million bucks ain't bad. And you can quote me on that, too. Now, 
Have you had the conversation with your family? What would you do? Really? I mean, it, that's a lot of money. Uh, and most of us, and myself included, although I, I think I have a pretty good idea. Uh, that's a lot of money. Uh, $400 million. I mean, you can quote me on that too. That's a lot of money. That's more money than most people have any idea what to do with. You can pretty much get and do whatever you want. It's half a billion dollars. Just... So charities, uh, trusts for your children, right? Uh, property, homes. And you're going to want to be able to, you know, take care of, you know, take care of everything. When you start talking about paying off bills and cars and stuff, it's $400 million. Of course you're going to do that. That's, that's without, without question. Of course, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's, that's nothing. Of course you're going to do that. What's, what's going to be the problem is uh, being able, you're going to be able to get and do what you want for a long, long time. So you're going to have to manage that money, and that's work. Um, I know it's a job that many of you want. I'd be happy to take that job as well, but it is work to manage the money and to manage, you know, make sure that it's doing what you want it to do. Now, for many people, their idea of winning uh, money is just having fun. So I see a report uh, earlier in the week when the lotto, <laughs> the Powerball, <laughs> was only $500 million then. <laughs> Peanuts. I didn't even play. That's not true. Uh, and so, of course, you know, local news stations all across the country, the way the states that have the Powerball, are doing their news reports. I mean, radio stations, maybe Mike Opelka is giving away Powerball tickets on his show today. I'd probably not, but most morning shows in radio stations, I mean, that's a, it's an easy, good bit uh, to do. You know, TV news has got to do stories on it. Uh, obviously asking people on the street, what would you do? There's not a lot of money. How come you don't play? How much money do you spend? Do you play? Uh, radio stations in the mornings. Hey, we're going to give you a chance at $800 million. You could win a lotto ticket. And, you you know, you go out and you buy, uh, you know, 50 quick picks and you give them away on the radio. Uh, And, you know, it's a good bit. It's it's well worth, you know, it's it's fun. It's fun. So one report in Prim, Nevada, uh, went out and did their live reporting, Fox 5, I went out and did their live shot on the news about what people would do with, you know, if they won the lotto. And this is perhaps the best answer ever in America. Go ahead. We're here at the line where people are doing it uh, the old-fashioned way. They're just filling out bubbles here. I want to turn some of these people around and ask you guys, sir, can I ask you what your lucky numbers are? Uh, I'm going to pick 14, 24, 2, 7, and 15. Uh, those are your lucky numbers. Can I tell you what? Do you know your chances of winning? Slim to none. 
Slim to none. You're right. Let me tell you, it's one out of 292 million. What do you think about that? I knew it. You knew it. Your, your numbers are lucky, though. Am I right? I hope so. I hope so. Can I ask you, if you won all the money, what would you do with it? Bunch of hookers and cocaine. Oh, okay. That's not good. <laughs> yes, it is. For a different answer. That's probably not the answer that we're looking for. All right. $500 million can make a huge difference in someone's life. Ophelia, thank you. Thank you. It's a live TV grand. <laughs> and the news reporters five uh five hundred million can make a huge difference in some people's lives. That's live news reporting. Ah, uh, that's really not the news answer we were looking for. That's what you get. I mean, that's the uh, I heard it on the news. <laughs> I said that's ridiculous, man. So when you can do a lot, see most people, most people. You know, they see the cameras and the microphones. I don't know if this guy was for real or not. I want to believe that he was just because it was tremendous. That's a, a tremendous clip. And we'll tweet it out. I'll tweet it out at Jeffy MRA. But most people, they kind of get, you know, backed off and, uh, you know, a little, little uh, shy. You know, news cameras on, you know, the numbers, what would you do? Oh, I would, you know, help my kids. I get a new car buy a house, get some property, you know, give it to my cha- favorite charity, give it to my charity, whatever. That's what the news is hoping for. I would help my sick parents get a place where they can live out the rest of their life in peace and security and safety. Yeah, yeah. We all would do that, okay? We got it. No. What we want to know is what would you do if you won $800 million. Bunch of hookers and cocaine. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> that has got to be the best answer ever. Bunch of hookers and cocaine. I Okay, I got that the guy probably wasn't for real. The video is pretty convincing, though. And when you get your shot at live news, you got to take it, right? So from now on, I want you to remember that when asked, ever, ever when asked, if you're out and about buying lotto tickets and they throw the news cam- live news camera on you, what would you do? If you won the money, I want your answer to be... Bunch of hookers and cocaine. Fantastic. Fantastic. I want people across America to answer, Hey, what would you do if you won? Bunch of hookers and cocaine. Thank you. That's what I would do. Guaranteed. That is great. So have fun winning $800 million. I, I am, that's, man, you and I, you and I would, would get together one last time. When I win tonight, when I win tonight, cross my heart, cross my heart, hope to die, that we'll get together one last time before I go spend my 800 million on bunch of hookers and cocaine.
This is the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. The Jeff Fisher Show is on. God bless America. God bless America. Right? Right. Of course. Of course. Now, you do see in the video, I just tweeted it out, Jeffy MRA, and I'll put it up on uh, Jeff Fisher Radio as well. Um, You can see uh, that uh, the guy that answers... The guy who says uh, answers this way to what he would do with five hundred million bunch of hookers and cocaine. He turns around and then uh, then he turns back around to look at the reporter and he's got a big smile on his face. So it uh, he was answering it as a joke, as a take that uh, news people for your uh, uh, reporting. Answer me a question on Lotto, and uh, this is what you get. Okay, this is what you get. So, I just remember, don't forget, I'm telling you, when someone asks you, uh, hey, the Powerball is $800 million, what would you do with it? And they have a camera and a microphone, your answer should be... Bunch of hookers and cocaine. Thank you. Don't be gutless on me. Don't be gutless. You can do it. Okay. Now I was just sent the uh, the story about tips from other winners. Um, sign the back of the tickets. Stay anonymous if you can. I don't think you can. I think you can only stay anonymous for so long, like ninety days. You can wait. At least I remember in Florida when they set up the lotto in Florida. I was living there at the time, and uh, that was their, you know big push you can't win if you don't play and and they uh their deal was you could stay you didn't have to pick it up for 90 days and then they so you're the winner and you can you know you're the winner so you can get everything set up and you know get your financial plan in order go to tallahassee and pick up your winnings then the state doesn't can't you can say I don't want people to know that I won until you know it's legally they have to and so the lotto has so long before they have to release who won. Um, I mean they you have to know that this human being actually won the lotto, right? So you have you can stay anonymous. Uh, for a while, and then everyone. Knows. And it says here, yes, the assemble a money management team. Yeah. Once you win, don't spend. Uh-huh. Okay. That's because they all, you know, so we hear the stories of so many going broke after they just spend the money and spend the money. I got news for you. Okay. With $500 million, there's only so much of this Bunch of hookers and cocaine. You can do. 
There's only so much of that you can do. All right, so you're A, either dead, or you just are in some sort of complete haze. So get it all set up before you go, okay? Get all your financial plans in order and ready to go. And then, once you have everything all in order, then you can go have your... Bunch of hookers and cocaine. Thank you. No problem. Now they all say do the quick picks and uh, you know everything. There's a there's a a couple in Florida. I should have you know, should have talked to them today. I just just thought of them. There's a couple in Florida that have a plan of winning the lotto and they've won a bunch, but not necessarily the big jackpot. But they've got uh, some system that they use that wins you know the three to five numbers a lot, and they've won a bunch. Uh, so. Good luck. Good luck. God bless. Okay? That's all I'm saying. Good luck. God bless. There's no need for you to play uh, because I'm going to win. But if you want to win and you're out, one, I got to have, have actually just, all right, one last time, I promise this is it, one last time. Just let me hear the entire news report of from Prim Nevada of the Powerball earlier this week. We're here at the line where people are doing it uh, the old-fashioned way. They're just filling out bubbles here. I want to turn some of these people around and ask you guys, sir, can I ask you what your lucky numbers are? Uh, I'm going to pick 14, 24, 2, 7, and 15. Uh, those are your lucky numbers. Can I tell you what? Do you know your chances of winning? Slim to none. Slim to none. You're right. Let me tell you, it's one out of 292 million. What do you think about that? I knew it. You knew it. <laughs> your, your numbers are lucky, though. Am I right? I hope so. I hope so. Can I ask you, if you won all the money, what would you do with it? Bunch of hookers and cocaine. Oh, okay. That's not I'm... good. <laughs> we were hoping for a different answer. That's probably not the answer that we're looking for. All right. $500 million can make a huge difference in someone's life. Ophelia, thank you. <laughs> it's a live TV grand. Outstanding. All right, back to reality. Back to reality in mere moments on the Blaze Radio Network. (laughs) Hookers and blow, baby. Hookers and blow. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Howdy! Welcome! 888-900-3393 is the phone number. Puro Pelka, Michael Pelka, coming up immediately following this broadcast. Then you're going to be blessed with a little best of Jay Severin. And then Chris Salcedo, Mike Slater, and Joe Paggs are live this afternoon on the Blaze Radio Network. And then you've got Sundays, David Barton, Bill Handel, uh, Jackie D with uh, some, some energy talk. And uh, then Monday through Friday, of course, Doc and Skip, Glenn Beck, Buck Sexton, Jay Severin, Pat and Stu. It's a lineup just for you. And of course, we got uh, you know presidential debates, and we've got uh, uh, there's, there's so many, so much is happening this year on the Blaze Radio Network and the Blaze Television uh, that it's 
going to be pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. That's uh, that's my that's my uh, that's my review of what's going to be happening this year on the Blaze Radio Network and the Blaze TV. Pretty awesome. Ah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Pretty awesome. So anyway, I'm home uh, the last month, and you know we cut the cable, and um, we sent the boxes back. Of course, we sent the boxes back, and. Uh, we before we sent the boxes back, we said, "Hey, we're cutting the cord, right?" So they say, "Okay, we're going to send you boxes, and you send the boxes back to us, the cable boxes." And they never the boxes never came. So uh, of course, it's not their fault the boxes never came. So we can see you haven't been using the boxes, but we still have to charge you uh, some sort of rental fee on those boxes. That's just the way it is. Uh, it's not our fault. Our records show that the boxes were sent. Could they have been stolen, or are you just lying to us because you wanted to keep the boxes in your house? No, I wanted to keep your stupid boxes in my house for a month. Send the boxes again. So then we send the boxes. They send the boxes. We mail them back. We actually got the boxes this time. It's funny how when we made a big deal about the boxes coming, they arrived. But anyway, uh, the boxes came. We put them in the box. We mail them back. We drop them off. Next bill comes. They bill us the same fee. Oh, yeah, it shows that the boxes were sent, and here's the tracking number, and they were delivered to this particular building, but no one put it in the system that they were actually returned. Huh. So we'll give you credit for that, no problem. And, uh, you know, I don't know what the deal is. I'm going to have to call over there and find out uh, what the problem is with those people. They should have already put it in the system. Yeah, those are probably the same people that said they sent the boxes the first time where you, I don't want to say stole, but let's just say added an extra bonus charge on my bill. Okay? So now, uh, you know, of course, we, we've got, uh, you know, Netflix. Uh, we have uh Amazon. I, I, what I did was I took the Amazon Prime free month pass. Then I purchased Walking Dead from Amazon Prime for the season. I didn't pay for the year of Amazon Prime, but I still get Walking Dead because I've paid for it on Amazon Prime. So it saved me a little bit of money. I will get the Amazon Prime, though, because I, I like what they offer. Because I also... Want to find out we have Hulu. Okay, we said, okay, well, we'll do Hulu. It's like 10 or 12 bucks a month or whatever. Still, Amazon Prime, Netflix, and Hulu, a lot cheaper than the entire cable. The only hard part about not having the cable boxes is the live sports. I miss that. Not a lot, though. But I miss it, the live sports. Uh, with internet, and I can keep up with a lot of things, but actually watching it is, uh, you know, something I kind of miss uh, at home. Um, but we still have, I mean, we still have the very basic, basic cable from the cable company because I wanted the internet, right? We're going to pull the plug on cable, but we'll just keep your internet. It's cheaper to keep the very basic cable and the internet than just the internet. Okay, we'll keep the very basic cable then, and the internet. I mean, I don't, 
Anyway, whatever. Whatever you want. So, Hulu. Love it. All right? We got it. Love it. It's got a lot of cool stuff. It's got movies, TV shows. Nice. I like it. Started watching some stuff. Found some stuff that I hadn't seen before. Really good stuff. And, you know, the kids are watching something in the bedroom, and I'm watching something in the living room. Okay, fine. Well, one day, my wife was watching something in the living room, and I go in and sit in my tilt-back chair in the bedroom in my arm sling, decide to watch one of those shows I found on Hulu, and it won't come up. Hulu apparently only lets you stream on one device in your home at a time. Hulu, you have got to address this issue. So I thought, well, you know, maybe that can't be right. I mean, we got to be able to, are we paying for extra devices like we do on Netflix? I mean, I, for Netflix charges me to be able to, I can watch Netflix on three or four different devices at the same time. What I pay for, that's what I want. I want to be able to use Netflix when I want, Okay. Um, if my kids are watching something upstairs, I want to be able to watch something I want to watch downstairs. It's an amazing thing in this world. So my wife goes to the Hulu Facebook page, and she's going to find out what the deal is and maybe try to talk to them and call them or whatever. And on their Facebook page, they say, we only allow streaming on one device. However, sometimes our system doesn't catch you using another device so you may be using more than one device at times and then we catch it the next time and you can't well that's really good hulu that's smart thinking there huh you know sometimes we don't catch it so you can use more than one device but if we catch it you can't come on now fix the problem because that's a big thing and it's a big blocking point if they can't get that fixed, I'm going to, I may have to pull the plug. I may have to pull the plug. Although, and this is, and we're paying the, the extra for the no commercials. So, uh, I'll give you another buck. I'll give you another dollar or two a month for, you know, more than one device, but make it happen, please make it happen. And I looked and, uh, it's pretty fascinating, uh, when I talk about, uh, you know, my oldest son being here and not having cable. It's a, uh, it's amazing. Now Netflix just went, uh, you know, global into China, so they're you know through the roof. But they, uh, forty million subscribers in the U.S. Huh? Wow! Think of that. That's a company making some serious cash. Sixty-nine million globally, and that just went up. That just went up. I mean, good for them. Good for them. Good, but uh, there's a whole lot of people cutting the cord now. A whole lot of people cutting the cord. And they've done a survey, and I mean, 24% of American adults report they do not have satellite or TV at home. Well, I mean, that's kind of without cable or satellite service. Okay. Um, that doesn't mean that you aren't able to watch some sort of video. Um, and, you know, they're moving more to broadband. I started reading a bunch of stuff about the latest CES uh, get-together and all the new tech 
stuff that's coming out and what's happening. And uh, it's fascinating what they're working on and what's coming. I'm, I'm looking forward to a lot of it. No question about that. One thing I'm not looking forward to, though, is in Iowa, uh, the Papa John Business Building at the University of Iowa has a new program that scans every face that goes under this camera. Okay, Now, they have the cameras up there, and they got grant money for this, facial encoding data. And it's called, uh, it's for the uh, Tippy College of Business. It uses uh, automated technology to read emotions by measuring movements of the facial muscles. And it's a, a big study. It's going to calculate people's moods, collecting readings for joy, frustration, fear, anger, and sadness. Now, they've nicknamed the program Creepy Study. Uh, because we just wanted to be out about it. It's just so everyone's aware. Um, it sounds creepy. Uh, yeah, it sure does. Uh, it sure does. And, and the experts, who I'm sure uh, are in love with this plan, by the way, uh, they are looking forward to the facial encoding for marketing, advertising, political campaigns. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, of course, they specifically said, um, look, uh, the camera doesn't record uh, video or images of people it measures. Right. Perhaps they should have added, you know, the camera doesn't record video images of the people it measures right now. But it's coming. You can guarantee that. Okay? And they've done it so that they can, uh, they've done it so that you can see uh, from the first floor camera, they crunch the data to see whether it affects the mood and if the mood affects food sales at the business school's snack bar. Oh, good. And they just keep going and they, the creepy study at the University of Iowa. And don't forget, the camera doesn't record video or images of the people it measures. Say it with me. Right. This is the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. is the Jeff Fisher show. Welcome to it. So if the facial recognition uh you know so you know what kind of mood you're in. Uh there's facial recognition so we know who you are. We're working out uh, mood recognition so we know exactly you know what you're feeling and how what you're feeling about and maybe possibly what you're thinking about. Look, he's not happy. He's angry. Stop him from going in there. And now we're cloning puppies for people. Uh yay! Uh, apparently it only costs about a hundred grand right now, but, uh, we're cloning puppies. That's good. A couple, uh, lost their little puppy and, uh, oh, they were so sad and they missed Dylan so much. 
that uh, they harvested DNA from the muscle tissue of their dead dog, and then they sent it to the Biotech Research Foundation in Korea, and then uh, they uh, they got their clone dog. Okay, uh, the website their website uh, claims that uh, you've got uh, five days to successfully extract and secure live cells. Ice, ice. So if you are ready to clone your dog, uh, you can do that now. Uh, just bring in that uh, DNA uh, within the first five days. Okay. And if you've watched the show Second Chance on Fox, the new show, um, they show how this company uh, brings a man back to life uh, after he's dead in, uh, I don't know, I'm going to call it womb juice, (laughs) a tank of womb juice. I don't know what else to call it. Uh, You know how babies are in the womb in their, in their, in their goo. uh, And that's what they bring him back to life as in the womb juice tank. Uh, And uh, he's a little bit better. So it's on the way. It is on the way. And I know we were talking earlier off the air and, uh, I was told by uh, John, one of my producers in New York, was talking about, you know, they say that uh, they're talking about uh, people born. uh, There's people alive right now that are going to live to 150. Oh, good. Good. I'm happy about that. And then he looks his his nose down. He looks down his nose at me. Well, I was talking about, uh, you know, a little baby, not you, Uh, not the old people. Oh, okay. Okay, I got you. Why can't I live to 150? Huh? Why? I'm already 100. I can't make it another 50 years. Why not? I think I can. Anyway, it's good to be back. We missed a whole... I mean, we have so much, so many stories. I can't believe the show is over already today. It's amazing. Thank you so much for being along for the ride. We'll be here. We'll be here for more of the ride. Michael Pelka, Piro Pelka coming up right after this broadcast. We have... I have so much stuff. I've got pages of links and stories that I wanted to talk to you about and got to so very little. Um, you know, it's, it's amazing how the stories just back up and, and I want to share them and there's just no time to share them. So we'll get to them. I promise on the Jeff Fisher show here on the blaze radio network. Thank you so much for being here. I missed you. I did. I missed you so much while I was off and it's so good to be back. And I don't know, um, in the entire month that I was gone, if anyone told you that uh, you looked good, but you do. You look fantastic. I mean that. You, uh, you're you not really just going to wear that all day, though, are you? Ooh. Okay, whatever. Looks good on you. This is the Jeff Fisher Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network.